1: Listen,
0: let <laughs> it Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherm in the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherman. Today is Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. This is episode 170 of Sherman the Booth, and I'm so excited to share this interview with you all. Episode 170 features the incredibly talented DJ producer, Bexy. I first discovered her late last year and immediately became a huge fan. She is such a adult producer and it was a blast getting her full story. In episode 170, we got it all in, starting out by talking about her early inspirations and influences. Born and raised in northern New Jersey, Bexy was exposed to the 90s punk rock and warehouse culture at a young age. She eventually got her first pair of vinyl decks and fell in love with DJing. Originally a drum and bass producer, she took a break from music until she came back and entered the house music world. And boy are we glad she did. And we of course had to talk about her discography. Over the past couple years since she's re-entered the electronic music world, Bexy has been building her sonic identity and pumping out amazing tracks on labels like Vivifer, Thrive, Let There Be House, and Brooklyn Fire. She's built her name by producing powerful piano house tracks like Drawn to You with Plexiglas and Meant to Be with Ryan Conline, along with dirty club hits like Feel the Sound and Feel the Energy, which is going to hit 5 million plays on Spotify any day now. This girl's got it! We also had a great conversation on her production style. Bexy has a special range as she continuously shows and is able to achieve unique grooves and energy in all of her tracks. She gave some insight on how she stays creative and talked about her style for coming up with new ideas. Lots of great pieces of information in this one for any producers out there. It was such a pleasure getting to chat with this future superstar, and I genuinely enjoyed our conversation throughout this interview. She's straight up an awesome person. Thanks so much for making some time, Bexie. without further ado, let's get into it right now so you guys can hear her story for yourselves. This is episode 170 with Bexy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very special episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm here with Rebecca Clements, aka Bexy. What up, Bexy? How are you? Good. How are you? Fantastic. Uh, we're both wearing tie dye, and yep. I feel like it's a really <laughs> great start to the interview. It so, really is. <laughs> first things first, when's the first time you got uh, tie dye, or when was that first time you actually did tie dye? You remember when it did the rubber bands?
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was probably like one of those after school programs, you know, Yeah. <laughs> you get like a white t-shirt and then they would have you <laughs> dye it, you know, I was it's never good at the rubber though. band.
0: I was never good at it.
1: No, me neither.
0: I, and there was always like that one girl or guy that was like super good at tie dyeing. And I had to ask for their help every time. And gosh, to yeah. think how my life would have changed if I was the person who was good at doing that.
1: <laughs> you could have been designing all these shirts now.
0: I know. I'd be the next Vera Wang of tie-dye. tie <laughs> <laughs> Yes. The Joe Rogan of House Music and also the Vera Wang of tie-dye.
1: Oh, that's hilarious.
0: <laughs> but um, I'm so excited to have you on. Like I said, I I'd first seen your name uh, sometime last year. Uh, what year is it? 2021? Yes, it's July. Okay, cool. Just got to get my bear yeah. really quick. Um, and you're an awesome producer and it's been thank you so exciting for me actually going back and listening through your discography. I, I have a bit of a process when I research people and um, every time I like even start to research someone like before or after they say yes because I hope eventually everybody says yes. Yeah. I'll like take a look at your Spotify, do some SoundCloud mining. I'd see if I can find anything secret. Uh, or that you might not have thought about in a long time. And yeah. I did some, you you go back. Like, we got a lot to talk about today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about, but you've got incredible discography. And I just want to start off by saying congratulations on all your success over the past Thank year. You. I Thank mean, you. so much.
1: It means a lot. 2020
0: was a huge year for you.
1: Yeah, it's, it's been pretty crazy. Um, just been like heads down, especially... You know, we are talking a little bit earlier about the pandemic, but really just like, you know, it's like, well, I'm home, so (laughs) I'm just going to focus on music. And I kind of made that commitment anyways, like the beginning of the year to really like focus and, Mm -hmm. you know, just really try to make a go of it again. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: How how was 2020 for you? I mean, were you, are you much of a traveler? Like, was Um, it just a complete change of lifestyle?
1: It was... You know, I was working remotely. I feel really fortunate. I was able to, um, you know, still work and was working from home, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I do love to travel and I'm a social person. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, that was obviously tough, but yeah. I do feel really lucky, like compared to other people that I know have been affected by it. So, yeah, I mean, so I just kind of, stayed home and just focused on work and music and hang out with my dog and, you know, try to make the most of, a, you know, not so great time. So yeah. Um, yeah. That's,
0: that's, that's admirable of you. I know it's such a, such a difficult thing to be creative when a lot of times as a DJ, you make music to play it live. And then so many people were put in a position to Still be creative, and Mm -hmm. of course, it's not easy to always be creative, especially when it's hard to get inspired. I wanted to ask you that first before we get into your story. How did you stay inspired and and make some of your best music?
1: Who, um, I don't know. I
0: that's actually a good answer. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Well, it's just that. So, and we can, we'll get into all this, I guess, but yeah, like I had taken a long break, like a several, several year break from DJing and producing. And so Mm -hmm. I just got back into it a few years ago. And so I feel like I just had all this like pent up creative energy that just needed to come out. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, and it was just all kind of new to me again, you know? And I think I was just having that like newness to it as well, kind of helped and, being like, oh, I want to make a track with this sound in it. And let me try this thing. And I just like constantly was just trying different things. And yeah, yeah, so it was just, just had a lot of ideas that just needed to come out, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like when you're producing sometimes music or samples or loops go in the graveyard, you kind of put them in the back (laughs) of your head and then you dug them up and you're ready to unlock the dead. Yeah. yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah. I love
0: that. That's awesome. So I know um, you mentioned before we got on air, you're a raver from the 90s, from the East Coast, from the north side of Jersey.
1: Yep. Yeah. Tell me
0: about that. Where? where what What city were you exactly born in?
1: I was born in Westwood, New Jersey. Okay. And I grew up in Washington Township, New Jersey, which is like really just next door. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And then, you know, I grew up 30 minutes outside of Manhattan, outside of the city. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, I, I started going out to, like, local punk shows when I was in junior high. And, like, nice. I'd always really, like, loved music ever since, like, I could, like, go through my parents' record collection, you know? <laughs> and so I just wanted to discover, like, every type of, like genre of music like everything I was just so like what's this what's this you know just trying to like consume it all Mm -hmm. and so yeah I ended up like getting into like punk rock and junior high and going out to local shows then and then that kind of like evolved into going out to raves you know and um was it a similar
0: crew that you were rolling with to both
1: yeah I mean it was kind of like we all there's definitely like a group of people that kind of evolved and I think it was also like this like 90s like skate culture and punk oh, culture yeah. and then it kind of you know went to like rave culture and that sort of thing and so you know we just went out I went out way too young to be going out <laughs>
0: like <laughs> 15 or something sounds like you had cool parents though if they had a little <laughs> record collection they let you do whatever you want
1: well they probably didn't know about the raving so oh much,
0: but... <laughs> sorry it's come out now I've that was okay
1: feeling. my mom knows now but <laughs> um yeah but yeah, so I was going out, and then, you know, so I was, got into electronic music, and when I first heard any sort of, like, I can't even remember, it kind of went from, like, punk, almost, like, industrial, which was kind of, like, this in-between, it kind of started getting, in like, electronic, and yeah. then into, like, I think one of the first, I can't even remember, like, one of the first CDs that I had, but it was definitely, there, there was some jungle CD that I, I remember having, it was mm-hmm. Liquid Sky, which was, just like, yeah. this- do you remember them?
0: <laughs> I think I do actually. Yeah, it's ringing a bell.
1: Yeah, they were um, out of New York, I believe, but they had this like jungle sky compilation, and nice. um, and so got into like jungle, and then there was just like this early '90s like rave like compilation CD or something, with, like Joey Beltram, <laughs> Energy Flash, mm-hmm. on it. yeah, and so yeah, so I started just listening to, it and then went out to some raves, and then um, like my friend's boyfriend had a pair of Gemini's and he had like a house party and so I was just like watching him DJ and I was just like what is this I need to do this you know yeah and so I ended up buying his Gemini turntables those turntables that you were looking at yeah because he (laughs) upgraded to Technics so yeah so he just sold them to me and like gave me some records and kind of like gave me a little bit of like some tips on what to do. But, you know, back then it was just kind of like, all right, here you go. <laughs> like, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. um, wow. So, yeah. So I started off, yeah, on these like Gemini turntables that, you know, like trying to beat match on those things was like nearly impossible. I would say but if you impossible. did it, you're yeah. like, you could beat match on anything, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So I started, that's kind of how I got into it
0: what were you, what records were you playing at that point then?
1: Oh, geez. I think when I like real, like first, first got that pair of turntables, I was just like, basically whatever records I can get my hands on. Cause it was like, he gave me some, I think there was like a local record shop in like one of the towns nearby, but then I'd have to like go into the city and actually buy records at Mm -hmm. a record shop. And that was, you know, again, I was in high school. It was like hard to go off and do that yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then eventually it was like I was buying like records like off the internet like mail order sort of like from the UK because I actually started off playing happy hardcore that was actually the first style of music (laughs) yes (laughs) that was the first style of music I started DJing and then I um, transitioned over to drum and bass in like the early 2000s so
0: wow yeah. And I want. I got to ask you about buying records, because like I said, I've had a lot of uh, DJs that started on records, and I always like to bring up this story. Have you heard of Ghetto Blaster before?
1: I've heard the name.
0: Yeah, so it's one guy from Detroit, one guy from Chicago, and they've been around for so long, and they actually are having massive amounts of success. They released on Dirty Bird and Confession. Oh, nice. And awesome. and, def- and Defected, and they had a similar experience with buying records they worked at record stores oh okay records would come into the stores and they'd buy all 30 of the records so that no other djs could have them (laughs) because that's like how exclusive the music was it
1: was yeah
0: and there's like this interesting tangible aspect because i've never i've never been a record dj i've always been on cdjs or usbs Mm -hmm. right and Downloading the song through the internet and putting on my USB and playing it through the CDJ is a very digital experience. Mm-hmm. But buying the record, putting the needle on, mixing it in, I mean, that's pretty incredible. Do you remember, like, feeling that?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, being in a record store, like, going through, like, you don't know. Listening, it just, yeah, like, you're not were, just like, sec- skipping to the was, drop. Yeah, you're just, like, sectioned off, you know, they would they would have it labeled like genres or whatever, but you'd still just kind of have to go through. And they're like, you know, a lot of it, like you don't know, like there's a, there was a lot of records that were coming out, you know? yeah, And so you just have to like, okay, this looks interesting or whatever. And then listen, they'd have like a, you know turntable you can listen to them on and then Mm -hmm. you just be there for like hours (laughs) just listening (laughs) to vinyl to like and then be like all right this one's good no I don't like this one you know and then just wow I'm up but I totally can see like the people that worked at the record store like Totally, just like buying them up before they actually yes. about because it was like that. Like you, your records were like very precious because yeah. you know, sometimes you not everybody could get them, you know, and so like I would. I would trade records with people. Oh you know? my gosh. Yeah. Like, oh, you've got that one off that label. Like I can't find that anywhere. I'll trade. <laughs> like, I've got these. Like, do you want these for that one? You
0: know? You're like a watch salesman, <laughs> exactly. like with the jacket. I, what do you got? What do you got? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was um, definitely different times with that, but you know, definitely have nostalgia for it for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like, though, I mean, I don't, I don't want to speak for you. It probably gives you a deeper appreciation on the process of looking for music and being a DJ. Like, it it's much more meaningful.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely I definitely have a, a deep appreciation for, like, you know, nowadays, like, playing, like, beat matching on, a, on turntables versus, you know, stuff now. And I know there's, like, a lot of complicated stuff you could do on the equipment. Don't get me of wrong. Course. But it's like... You know, I just feel like, yeah, there's definitely a, a, an appreciation for it for sure. So,
0: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You're, you're definitely not using the sync button. That I can. <laughs> <something up.
1: laughs> that's yeah, <no>.
0: awesome. <laughs> Very cool. So, when did you actually start producing then? Because you got into Happy Hardcore, then drum and bass. Was there a moment, do you remember when you're like, I actually want to make my own music?
1: Yeah, I started um, messing around in Reason in college hell
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's like the
1: most intense one yeah well it was like it was great because it kind of had all of this like you know different instruments in one thing you know which was cool really cool at the time I also had messed around with this program before that called acid but it it was basically like it came with all these like sample loops and you just like them together, I don't know. That was actually my first like just messing around, but then I started um using Reason, just got like a copy of it, and then I moved on to Cubase and had like yep. a little bit of out, outboard gear. I had like I, got, I think it was an emu sampler, and uh, oh god, I can't even remember some synth innovation, something like, it was so long ago, I don't remember now. <laughs> um, yeah, and just like messing around, and back then too, like because it was hard and expensive to get equipment, you would sometimes go to studios or like friend studios and work with them, you know, um, because and somebody would act as engineer, engineer, you know, and you'd kind of like collaborate in the studio together, which I know people do now. But I think back then it was like, again, the equipment was so expensive. Like sometimes you just have to find somebody that has it um, to actually go work on music, you know
0: true these days Sad, got that- 16 year olds downloading plugins for free yeah, exactly. making tracks on their dad's laptop and you right, and I are yeah. here like trying to figure this whole thing out
1: I know yeah I was like just trying to like loop a sample in my <laughs> hardware sampler like yes. that's just, like hours <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I know the struggle Bexy. I know the struggle yeah.
0: that's awesome though so wait why drum and bass first though was it the raves that you were going to is that what you were listening to
1: yeah, no, I just uh, so it's interesting. I when I was record shopping one day mm-hmm. and I heard this track and it was on hospital records. I don't know. I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah. And um it was this producer called Scientific, and to me it kind of resembled some elements of like happy hardcore and like early, like mm-hmm. I love early nineties, like UK. Brave music yeah me you know too. um yeah, hell yeah like 92 93 so there was this record by scientific that I heard and I was like whoa I like like I love this like mm. what is this and I even asked the guy at the record store I'm like do you have more of this record <laughs> and he was just like looking at me all like what? <laughs> like what is that record? <laughs> yeah Like I don't know. Like don't bother me. <laughs> um But yeah, so I just I just remember because like before that, to me, drum and bass was all like tech step, like Ed Rush and Optical, and I wasn't really into that style so much. Like, it was a little too dark for me. Very yeah, <laughs> like, it's a little bit more happy or whatever. Yeah. Um, so so when that record came out, I was like, oh, I like this. Style of drum, bass, like whatever this is, and it kind of got me really interested in it. And from there, yeah, I just started playing it more and started producing. Damn,
0: you really (laughs) took the jump. (laughs) Yeah. Were you working with anybody at that point? Did you have any mentors? Or, I mean, I'm trying to think. YouTube was certainly around at that point, obviously.
1: uh no. Well, in the middle of it, yeah. How did you learn to
0: produce then?
1: (laughs) There was like from other people that I knew, but a lot of it was just kind of trial and error. I also, Oh, I did skip, I did go to school for audio engineering at the time. So uh, there was a bit a of, bit. a bit of that, but a lot of that was really focused on recording. Okay. So there wasn't a lot of, you know, sound design and stuff like that. You know, I did have some, like, I remember I took some like synthesis and MIDI classes, um, but yeah, it was just a lot of it was just like you're just you're by yourself, just messing around trying to figure it out. <laughs> like, well, oh, this sounds good, and just I like, mean, still still am doing the same yeah, thing, right? <laughs> It's still like that. But yeah, so you know, so that was that was the process. But yeah, I mean, I Happy had accidents. other producer friends, and I think there was there were some forums, like internet forums, too. Um, internet
0: forums yes blogs yeah. talking about production
1: yeah so there, there was go. some of that you know there might have been some YouTube there was definitely some YouTube in like yeah I guess that was like mid-2000s yeah I can't even
0: remember now actually. yeah so... what a time to be alive though thank God for YouTube <laughs> right <Yeah.
1: laughs> I'm like I don't know how I did anything before you. I don't know how I did anything either
0: <laughs> it's crazy YouTube to me is something that comes up pretty much every single interview and it's the most consumed social media and most used. And I wouldn't even call it social media. And why I think it's actually like the best is because it's like the gift that keeps on giving. Like mm-hmm. creators can put out high quality content and share that. Like you could Google how to change a tire on a 1975, like muscle car, right? You could also Google yeah. how to make, how to make sub bass on a drum and bass track.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you're going to
0: get the highest quality video of both yeah. of those. That's someone who really cares. Like they want to give back.
1: Yeah, and it's great. Very, very it. specific niche
0: yes. things
1: that you can find. And you know
0: what? Maybe I've Googled both of those things before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hold on one sec. I'm getting a little yeah. dark here.
1: Yeah, no problem. I don't know why.
0: You can see, it's. this is actually my apartment. I'm on in some magical studio like everybody thinks I am. I'm doing what I got to do backseat. You know what I mean?
1: Um, I can't really hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear yeah, you man. now.
0: Oh my God! Now I look like the cops are on me. <laughs> Hold on, I haven't done a remote interview in a little while.
1: Okay, <laughs> no worries.
0: This is why. There we go. We're gonna keep this in, though. I like this. This
1: is good content. <laughs> this is good content.
0: We're gonna upload this to TikTok and Reels, and we're gonna just get just this bit. <laughs> just this bit. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah oh that's a little weird. hold on now we're really really high quality stuff here right now. hold on one sec okay <laughs> can you hear me can you see yeah
1: me? i can see I can hear cool, you cool
0: cool cool yeah who's the 170 episodes in not me <laughs> clearly not me good lord i apologize no worries that's the that's comedy at its finest, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in today. <laughs> anyway, so 2000s, you release a slew of drum and bass tracks, and they're actually yeah. pretty awesome. You know what's so funny, though, too? I was I was looking at them on Beatport, and you can, sound, you can see just the size of the sound waves, like how much production and mastering has come. Oh, like,
1: really? Yeah,
0: like you look at, well, like it sounds good, you know, but like when you look at waveforms, like, you know, when back in the day, Yeah. If you download like a track off YouTube and you're like, this is this is like college days when I'm like trying to DJ YouTube to MP3, bring it up on the CDJ and the waveforms are like that big. And you're like, oh, this is not going to. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's probably going to say Hardwell on air when I play this track or something. (laughs) (laughs) But like your track, I saw it. I was like, damn, it's just crazy to think just in terms of how far just technology has come with music production. And if you fast forward to your tracks now, these big, massive sound waves, I know, right?
1: I know it's so different. Have yeah. you played
0: any of those drum and bass tracks recently that you produced?
1: Mm, no, you would never
0: <laughs> dare. <laughs> you Got to.
1: Oh God, I want a I, drum
0: and bass Bexy set. Come
1: on. I'm sure I have some mixes. I I still have a bunch of I still have a bunch of tracks. I could play a set if I wanted to. Just for, for sure. me,
0: please. <laughs>
1: for you, sure.
0: Sure. Yeah, drum and yeah. bass is you probably I mean you I'm assuming Oh, I
1: love it. I still yeah. love it. I like I'm I've messed around with some drum and bass like like the past year as well. But you know, so maybe maybe I'll we'll put out some more drum and bass at some point.
0: Listen, shock the world, do it. I gotta connect you with my buddy here, his name's CLB. Yeah. I literally think he's like gonna be the biggest drum and bass guy in the US. Oh nice. He's so freaking talented and That's it's awesome. it's getting really popular in Chicago actually it's almost like, um, trance here. I don't, I don't know. I mean, your bosses loves above and beyond. Of yeah. Course, so yeah. <laughs> there's certainly a lane. Shout for out it. To
1: Dave. Shout out
0: Dave. What up, Dave? I hope he watches <laughs> this. That's big stuff right there, Dave, but it's really cool to see in like the tech house space as well. It's like, mm-hmm. it's all under the electronic umbrella, but there are different, you know, arms that are growing out of it. And I see German mm-hmm. base and house and tech house just like, really really finding their way because i think yeah. people are pretty open-minded these days especially to new types of music so yeah
1: yeah, yeah i th- I think it's i think it's gonna grow even more for sure yeah.
0: i hope so I yeah love it. you gotta it's i think people gotta learn how to dance to it that's kind of the thing
1: you gotta go just half of the like half speed. half of it know? yeah a lot of people yeah. say,
0: like I, I was at uh some dj dropped a drum and bass track recently and my friend next to me was like what is this 260 bpm i'm like <laughs> Actually, it's like eighty-five,
1: <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, how do I dance yeah. this?" I'm like, "You look like you're doing the Charlie Brown dance, man. Charlie like, Brown. just please just stop. You know what? Let's just leave. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So once people learn how to dance to it, but maybe we'll do maybe we'll do a dancing class for German bass too. Sure. <laughs> Thanks for participating. So. I, like I said, did a deep dive in all your house music and things you produced overall. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about this interim because 2000s, I think you released a track in maybe 2010 and then it was until 2019, you kind of went undercover. What was going on during that time? Why'd you take a break from music?
1: Um, Well, I'd been doing music for a long time mm-hmm. and I had some life things going on mm-hmm. and um. It just, at the time, felt like that chapter of my life was done, Mm -hmm. and um, I had gone on to do some other things. Like, I I was working at the time, and I had also started, like, a business, (laughs) and so I was fully, like, concentrating on that, and so I just, yeah, yeah, I just stopped. It just felt like it, I don't know, just, like, intuitively at that time.
0: Yeah, I understand.
1: And it was, you know, not, like, something that, because it... like I said, I've, I've loved music since I was a kid. Like, it's just something, I don't know. It's just, I don't know, just uh, just like, it's it's a, she, been it sounds to totally person. like in me. Like, that's what I know. And I'm like, here I'm supposed to be doing, you know? Yeah. So it was like definitely sad, but, um, it was just, I just knew that was just like what I needed to do at the time. And, um, yeah. So then I just, you know, I was doing some other things for several years and, um like a few years ago some weird reason just something inside of me was like hey you need to start djing and producing again wow and i was like oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> i was like well baby steps cuz i had no mm-hmm. equipment like nothing mm-hmm. nothing like no software no turntables no CDJs, like nothing. Wow. Yeah. So I started completely from scratch. Um, Yeah. So I was like, all right. um, So baby steps, mm-hmm. I'm going to just start with, I'm going to get like a really basic controller, right? Yeah. Nothing like that. I don't want to like spend a ton of money. Let me just see if I'm like let me dip my toe in and see, like Get if i Toe, cool. I love that. Yep. Yeah, and just see if it's like, is this thing inside of me that's telling me to do this again? Is this like really what I should be doing? Yeah, for sure. Um. So yeah. So then I got I got a controller and I started messing around and I put like a mix together and I sent it to some local promoters and then nice. got booked just for some local shows and, and I was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> <We're> <laughs> like, back. doing this again. <laughs> I miss this so much and um and then i was like all right producing i was like let me um download i was like again let me just take some just baby steps and i downloaded first i downloaded a free daw called reaper reaper yeah it's like very much similar ui to cubase or logic okay i was like let me just you know like a friend had suggested it i was like let me Try that out and just kind of mess around and get myself familiar again and see if this is like something that I want to be doing again, right? And without like spending any money, yeah. And um, so I did that and I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, let me get like a trial version of Ableton. Yep. I was like, if I'm going to do this, I want to start fresh with Ableton. I'd never yeah. used it before, I'd always used Cubase or Logic for a little bit, mm-hmm. and I just you know, I knew Ableton was like just you know, I knew I had a like producer friends that were using it and like swore by it. So I was like, yeah. let me try that. Got a 30-day trial and just wanted to learn like the ins and outs of it because the UI is very different to the other dolls I'd been using. Oh yeah. Um, but I, once I got the hang of it, I was like, Oh yeah, I totally see why people use this, like why it's so popular, you know. And so so I bought it and then just started, you know, just buying some. VSTs and plugins again like but not going crazy I wanted to you know because in the past I had had like a whole bunch of stuff and I'd probably only use like 20% of it you know so like I just want to like just buy a few things and really learn them again Mm -hmm. um you know before I go and, cause you, you could easily like, especially with black Friday sales, just like go crazy. I oh. like all the plugins.
0: Damn <laughs> toys. 60 new plugins. Yeah, exactly. I'm, so, I'm
1: guilty of that, but <laughs> yeah, so, but I just wanted to like, you know, just kind of take my time and, and learn the ones that I had. And so, yeah. So just kind of like went from there. And, um, also, and then I was like, all right, I really like, really want to make the commitment to this. And so um, I found Cosmic Academy. I saw them on Instagram and they're an arts development program. And um, I just decided to make the leap and join the program with them. And it was definitely one of the, the best decisions too for me for yeah. my music career as well. And it's it's been amazing like having the support and community aspect of it too because you know producing can be very isolating (laughs) you know lonely and stuff for sure Um, just doing it by yourself so so i did that as well at the beginning of 2020 so i think that was also like i had that push as well Mm
0: -hmm. that kind of
1: like kept me like um on like a schedule of producing and stuff yeah um, great things about cosmic Yeah. No, they're amazing. I love them. (laughs) They're family. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No. And that's awesome. That's all remote, right? For those that don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's all fully remote and you can be anywhere in the world, you know, to join. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: tell me more about Cosmic because are are you going through, let's just call it like a college style class. Like here's the intro, here's the syllabus. We're going to take one step here, one step there. Is that how it works?
1: Yeah. So they basically have like a five week boot camp. And you do like production and then you do like the marketing branding and like yeah. business side of things. Which so you learn like all the evening. different stuff. So it's not just production, but also like, you know, all that other stuff too, that I think is very important. Um, and then after the boot camp, you know, you get to go to like there's weekly feedback sessions that everybody can go to, mm-hmm. um, which is great. So, you know, you can bring music. And so it's like, that's the other thing too, is like getting feedback from people, you know, when it's just like you, you might send it to a friend, they'll go like, yeah, this is great, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not like constructive, you know? So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I, you know, if anybody's interested, you know, feel free to DM me and, you know, or apply and they'll answer all the questions that you have about it. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. And I, I think that's very, again, admirable of you because I know a lot of people that, and not that there's anything wrong with a YouTube university to bring it up again. because Oh, yeah, not you at all. But having having that level of professionalism, I just recently interviewed someone who did Tool Room Academy and also Icon Collective, interviewed a lot of people mm-hmm. to Icon Collective, which I know you're familiar with. And I think it's really important these days that, like you said, people understand the business aspect of the industry. So many Absolutely. artists don't know contracts, don't know marketing, don't know distribution and mm-hmm these days being an independent artist is more difficult than ever, but also more important to understand with major labels. And I think we've all heard horror stories and you see people like as big as Taylor Swift re-recording her albums because she doesn't yeah. want to be associated with some of the previous labels. Somebody like Martin Garrix, you know, getting out of a spinning contract and he released his biggest track animals. And then you have yeah. people like you and I, who, trying to build our name and we work with smaller labels, some bigger labels and stuff. And I think that's really important too. So I just wanted to mention that, like, yeah. I respect the shit out of that. You got to know what you're doing. <laughs> Thanks. Sure.
1: Yeah. But like, totally before that, I was obviously like on YouTube, like learning yeah. stuff. And I had done some like, you know, like Fader Pro has some great courses. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you don't have to go that route. There are some like free of, you know, resources out there. So, yeah. I just want people to know that as well because, you know, just it, I I want people to know it's still accessible, you yeah, know. Absolutely. So,
0: absolutely. And there's a huge community out there that that wants to help you and Yeah that we all know something that the other person doesn't, no matter how big or small. So yeah,
1: exactly. I,
0: I fully agree with still,
1: you. I'm just learning all the time. <laughs> all the
0: time, every yeah. day. Yeah, you, you guys know? just saw, I'm, I'm no expert podcaster. I didn't even have my lighting <laughs> correct in the middle of this interview. Gosh. Anyway, so fast forward to 2019, and the first track I'm seeing you release was Say You Really, right?
1: Yeah, so that was a self-released
0: track. Self-released. That I did. How, I mean, how did you decide on choosing house music? Did it just come to you?
1: I think it just seemed like a natural progression. It was like, I, I won't, since I was starting completely fresh, I just felt like, you know, I could still use the influences of all the music that I've done previously yeah. and apply it to house music. I just love dance music in general. So, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to make stuff at a slower BPM. Okay. here we <laughs> And go. like, and just see, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It just, it just seemed like the right thing, um, yeah. to go into house music, but yeah. So I, I self-release city really, and, you know, I was very used to DIYing everything previously and releasing my own records before like I'd never really tried signing stuff with labels um so that was like that made sense to me to do that um Mm -hmm. but then after like Cosmic and kind of learning like how to like send demos and all that stuff um you know realizing you know it's like oh no I want to do that too and like build up you know relationships with other labels and stuff too so yeah, I think that's a
0: huge thing that people, and and there's nothing wrong with again DIY. I think you and I. Yeah, not at all. There's no right way to go about this. In fact, yeah, I think sometimes when people try and follow too much of a linear path, it ends up biting them in the ass years later. Yeah. But that's the cool part about labels these days to me is, and I've interviewed a lot of people who have their own labels. It's not just about like getting on a label so they can get your song more plays. It's about joining their family and their mm-hmm. network mm-hmm. and understanding that like it's more than just a label and, and collaborating on events and I mean you self-released in 2019 but 2020 through now you've released on some awesome label <laughs> I mean we've got yeah. Vivifer we got In It Together we got Storm Music no ID no ID that's how you say it right
1: I believe so yeah
0: <laughs> okay we both don't know all right
1: they're in <laughs> Italy but I believe it's no ID
0: id yeah. it's annoyed. yeah yeah <laughs> 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 shapeshift lw let there be house thrive of course brooklyn fire
1: mm-hmm.
0: um amazing i want to talk about some of these tracks and maybe go in in out of order but i want to start with uh drawn to you with plexiglass because oh, okay you, yeah you have this really really unique piano house sound and before we even talk about that how do you think you actually be unique with piano house because it's interesting right like it's just a piano and anybody can play the same notes. And especially with Piano House, you want to be unique. You want to have that Martin iken type Piano mm-hmm. House. You want to have that Duke Dumont. What's your strategy when you're starting to come up with melodies for Piano House tracks?
1: So the Piano House thing to me made a lot of sense. Especially lo- my love of early 90s rave music had oh, a yeah. lot of pianos in it. Happy Hardcore had a lot of pianos yeah, in it. Yeah. So, to me, like putting pianos in music was just like a no brainer. Yep, <laughs> <like, yep>. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, and so I, I have uh, the, the Korg M1 VST, which is that classic piano house sound, you know, and I have like ways that I process it and stuff to get a particular sound. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I don't know. I think it, to me, it's like, I come from it from this, like, hardcore background Mm -hmm. of like those sort of style of pianos and I just apply it to the tracks that I'm making now you know Mm -hmm. like those kind of I don't even know like stabby chord progressions you know yeah,
0: (laughs) for sure yeah are you are you layering those a lot of the
1: time yeah so I do layer the m1 I I layer it with I like I layer with just like a stock Ableton piano, actually.
0: Oh, yeah, whatever works.
1: Yeah, and it's still just to kind of like round the sound out because the M1 by itself can sound a, a little, you know, I don't know, I guess like thin, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can do some things to like alter it, but it definitely sounds better when you layer it up with something too, just to give yep. it a little bit of a bigger sound.
0: For sure. I love it. Yeah. And in that track, you have such incredible vocals too. I mean, that's definitely a signature of yours is some sort of vocal aspect. I
1: love vocals. Yeah.
0: Let's check out this amazing vocal piano house track. This is called Drawn to You with Plexiglass by Bexy. Yeah. Out of you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Plexiglass, she did an amazing job with that.
0: Yeah. Awesome track. Love it. Um. Thank so you. your track locked in on In It Together Records with mm-hmm. Bubs.
1: First yeah. off, Bubs,
0: great name. Who's I <laughs>
1: know. I know. I love so it. Simple,
0: Bubs. It's,
1: it's funny too because I call my dog Bubs a lot. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so like, so me, his name's Max. Um. Not mm. my dog. <laughs> the producer. <laughs> um. But we. That was like. I think that was like my first like pandemic collab and we got on zoom and like did a session like that and he lives in france oh, um yeah. yeah so it was really fun we like really we just really clicked you know um mm-hmm.
0: let's hear Bexy and Bubs click this is locked in on in it together records <laughs>
1: producing and he's very much like a dis, disco style like disco house oh, and yeah. I love disco house too mm-hmm. so when when he approached me about doing something together it was like let's do a disco track I was like yeah. I want to try that <laughs> like see yeah. what we come up with um yeah so that was really really fun um and then we got uh Nimi this vocalist to do the vocals on it, and she knocked it out of the park when we got those vocals back we're like damn like, yeah. <laughs> her voice is amazing
0: i mean that i definitely wanted to mention this track too and like it does have this special disco groove and mm-hmm. the guitar and the synth and like everything about it it's just it's a composition it's more than a track to me it's yeah. like, one of those yeah. that like there's a lot more than just got in the studio and put some digital equipment together yeah
1: yeah no a it was fun track. yeah that's a fun,
0: one. that's a fun one shout out in it together rather right yes okay Storm music, see me like this with Maui Sam. Another great name. What the hell, Rebecca?
1: <laughs> um, so Maui Sam is he he's from Cosmic as well. So okay, cool. So that yes, yeah, so it was a cosmic collab. Oh um,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that just came out. I like um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Sam's great. He um yeah, we just we, I think, we, yeah, we got on Zoom. We worked on it a little bit on Zoom and then kind of finished it up. But that was another one. It was just pianos, vocals. I don't know. I just love it. Um, yeah. We worked with another vocalist on that one as well. And she did an amazing job. Um,
0: Let's check out this amazing track. This is called See Me Like This with Maui Sam on Storm Music. You kept me waiting. In the shadows, too long, falling pieces till I was almost all gone.
1: that was just another just really fun one to do <laughs> they're awesome. all fun it's,
0: it's got a casual 500,000 plays on Spotify <laughs> so over here. you yeah. and Maui Sam just casually hanging out it's awesome though <laughs> and it has like this great synth progression and notes in there it definitely reminds me of the 2010 progressive era you know like the strong yeah. electro synths and yeah you know, You guys just really, really put something special together there. I like it
1: a lot. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Great track. Great track. And we got to, of course, talk about Let There Be House Records. This is actually probably my favorite track of yours. Uh, I like to get a little dark and dirty. And the vocals are incredible. Meant to be with Ryan Conline. Finally a normal name, but sounds like a nice name. (laughs) All right, let's check this one out together. This one's called Meant to Be with Ryan Conline on Let There Be House Records. Think about you when I sleep I close my eyes you're staring right at me nobody but you when I open up my mind you make me so happy
1: Thank you so much. This is actually—I think this is probably one of my favorites as well. I, I mean, I can't say I have a favorite, but I was really proud when I finished that track. I just had a very specific idea in mind with that one. Mm-hmm. And again, I feel like we're just covering all my piano tracks right now. But I'm get a uh,
0: rhyme and a reason for this, baby. Doll. Okay.
1: <laughs> um. But I—I I was just—I wanted to go for like an old school vibe, like mm-hmm. an old school '90s house vibe, um, like seventh chord pianos and then um and I just I knew I wanted a male vocal and I had a very specific idea of the even like style of vocal yeah and so a lot of times like when I know I want a vocal but I know I'm going to like work with a vocalist I'll just go through splice and I'll find like a placeholder vocal just to kind of like get an idea like for arrangement and stuff too and like also like for style and sound definitely um and then, so I, he had vocal samples on Splice. Wow. And I was like, this guy, this is the guy. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Wow. And so, so yeah, I just found him on Instagram and I reached out and I was like, hey, like, can, will you do like an original vocal for me? And yeah, and he just did it and it was amazing. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really happy with how it came out. It's
0: such a sick track. I mean, <laughs> it's got it's got meaning. And I wanted to ask you about the piano house tracks because these next couple, you really showcase your style where you do definitely involve piano, especially in your breaks and builds, particularly before the second drop. I mean, you are like really mastering something there. <laughs> and your most recent release though on Thrive, Feel the Sound. Yeah. I mean, this is where you really, really are showing how talented you are. You got some little acid vibes and I love the vocal work. Now, with this being your most recent track, Mm
1: -hmm. did
0: you produce this maybe in the mindset that I want this to be played live, I want this to be played at festivals, or where were you at creatively when you made this?
1: This was like, when did I make this track? It's probably around this time last year, maybe in the fall of last year. Yeah, I still had like no clue what was going on, like, (laughs) right? Yeah. I know. I can't remember. I'm like losing track of time. Was it in the beginning of this year? I don't know. I know it's still during like lockdown. Okay. But basically with that track, yeah, I had no idea about like playing it live. That was that the vocal, the lyric just like came to me out of nowhere. What? (laughs) Yeah. And I was just like, okay. And like bring on my phone voice memo. Like, let me just like, say it like get it out there and then I was like okay I need to build a track like right now around this yeah and um basically it just came together in like a day and I just did the vocal myself and yeah like, <laughs> I just knew I wanted to-
0: you got to do it for us
1: <laughs> sorry
0: you got to do it for us give us give us something
1: <laughs> what the <fuck>? yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound the same it's gonna sound good oh <sighs> uh, come on we're gonna go up Down all around take your time and feel the sound yes (laughs) gosh we got it all on sherman
0: the booth today ladies and gentlemen (laughs) that was good
1: Uh,
0: i appreciate that
1: yeah no problem
0: it's so i mean it gets that got stuck in my head like for real
1: that's what i was hoping i was hoping it was gonna be like a catchy vocal i just wanted to do something that was like just like a really fun like has a little bit of yeah, sass like tech house track, but like uh-huh. fun like party track you could just play, you know, play out or whatever. For sure.
0: So. Kind of that spoken word vibe where it's like you really clearly yeah. really hear the vocals and something yeah. that's really easy to catch along with. And if you like the song enough, it's easy to remember. And if you don't, it's fun enough that you can play along.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. Great work.
0: Great work. Thank I love
1: that. You. Thanks.
0: Now, of course, we got to talk about Brooklyn Fire, last but not least. Um, You are on absolute terror with this label. Tommy Sunshine probably is sending you thank you letters. I mean, you're on fire with this. Like I said, I did originally discover you through Surrender, which was your first track, November 2020. Before we talk about um, your music on their label, do you remember kind of like any, any interest in trying to release on that label or getting to know Tommy? I mean, he's a legend in the electronic music industry for many many reasons
1: yeah I mean I definitely always had an interest in releasing with them so you know I sent them surrender and it was like okay <laughs> so yeah just like, right away that's awesome <laughs> um yeah so it just you know it just worked out really well and we just have a really great relationship and Tommy's yeah Tommy's an amazing person so <laughs> yeah yeah I love Brooklyn Fire and working with them
0: yeah, he's, he's got a lot of cool things going, and he's one of those labels that, like, they have a sound. It's almost like a confession to me where it's like, you know, no matter what, it's going to be good music, but it's not boxed in. You
1: know yeah, I mean? and that's what's great about Brooklyn Fire, too, is, cause it's like, you know, if I, like, want to make some weird ravey stuff, like, yeah. I know, like, that's a home for that because he they're very open to... <laughs> Genres, you know, like yeah. so, yeah, yeah, no, it's great. It's awesome, and and surrender is
0: another one that's done so well for you. About two hundred thirty thousand plays on Spotify, so casual. And this is one where your second build is is pretty special, You're really coming into your own. Do you remember making this track? I mean, was this during the pandemic too?
1: Yeah, this was um this is very deep into the pandemic. Deep I can't deep remember, deep like maybe maybe like April or May 2020, mm-hmm. I finished that track. Okay. Um, I think that was probably the first piano house track that I did. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, starting up producing again, it was the first track I did that had a piano in it. Yeah. Um, And again, I was just like, wow, this sounds so like uh, to me, I was like, is this just like a happy hardcore track slowed down? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Are people going to like this? It works. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was just another fun one to do. It was just like I said, I just yeah. was like, oh, I want to make a piano track. So let's just see how this goes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's
0: it's really cool. And that's one where like you're certainly coming into your own on the sound design. And especially with your percussion and your low end, like. Clearly, you, you have a, a style with with vocals and whether it be making your own or collaborating with people. Um, you, just like the label, are not boxed in, but you definitely have a foundation of sound. And I heard it a
1: lot in that one. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that because I'm still like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like every track I make is like totally different. So got a
0: thing going. Don't worry. It'll be okay. soon enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so we, of course, have to talk about feel the energy. This track is, I mean... <laughs> Coming up on five million plays here soon. I mean, what the hell?
1: That is insane. I'm, I'm yeah.
0: We're going to leave you speeches with this one, too. This one's called Feel the Energy by Bexy of Brooklyn Fire.
1: just as confused. <laughs> like, I'm not confused. It's, it's very weird. it was very unexpected. That's all. That's what I, I should say. Um yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. I'm so grateful like that people have really responded to this track. Like it's really resonated. Um you know, I get messages about it, you know, and it's wow. It's amazing. It, it Again, it's just one of those things. I made that deep in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I was on my laptop, I think in bed.
0: <laughs> under the covers.
1: And under the covers, like my dog next to me, like <laughs> in headphones. And I just had a specific like idea that I wanted to make a track with like a rolling baseline, mm-hmm. or, like a galloping baseline. Yeah. And you I like wanted smarto, it to sound you? really like old school ravey with some like those stabs and the percussion for me and I don't know if this is exactly if you listen to it I don't know if it exactly it sounds like it but I had in my head pump up the volume mm-hmm. like all those like little like weird percussive sounds yeah and I wanted that in there <laughs> like stuff like that yeah um and yeah, and it just came together. And then when I when I made it, I was like, I don't know who's gonna like this or who what label is gonna take this. Like yeah. I just didn't think it it fit anywhere. I didn't think anybody would really be that into it, to be honest. <laughs> I was really happy with it because it was like I set out to make a specific thing and it yeah. came out the way I wanted it to. And um yeah, so it's just it was just so crazy, it's so crazy to me to see how this track is done, so.
0: Seriously, I mean, you're probably starting to make some money off that track, good for you. (laughs) I think it's inspiring though for producers out there, because I feel like you said, I mean, a lot of times it's a lonely thing, you make a track, and you're like, I like it, is this good? I have no idea.
1: Yeah, like, are people going to respond to this? I have no idea, and and the time, you know, you can't play it in a club and see reactions either, so you just have to, put it out there and see what happens so
0: Vexy, I believe good music finds a way and it's really <laughs> cool to see someone like you get that stamp of approval um and and get the well-deserved recognition because I do think it is a great check and oh,
1: it, thank you
0: i it's thank one of guys. those that I say this a lot there are tracks that get released people listen to they don't heart there are tracks that they heart share to their story there are tracks that people text message to people and say you gotta listen to this and then there are tracks in the Dj world that you hear, you go to Beatport, you download the track, you put it in a record box, you get it on your USB right away, and you're like, I got to make sure next time I'm DJing, I play this track. (laughs) That track, for me, was exactly one of those. So that's like, you get a DJ, you know, that's the highest form of a compliment.
1: Oh, thank you so much. That's... Uh, that's like partly like I mean obviously I make music because I love it but it's like so yeah. cool to see like other DJs playing my music it's mm-hmm. like just such like you said it's such a huge compliment I'm just like wow yeah. like they actually like my music and yeah. play it you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's true it's like the average listener might just be someone who stumbled upon it on housework or the Mint wasn't it on Mint.
1: Yeah, it's still on mint. It's
0: still on mint. Let's yeah. go. God damn, it's still on mint. Yeah, You're it's funny. <laughs> it's
1: still on mint. It ain't leaving.
0: <laughs> so cool, though. Congratulations to see you on that Thank track. You. It really deserves Thank all the recognition. You. Thanks. So cool. So, you also released an untouchable remix Dust uh with On Deck and Nobody, some incredible follow ups. Um, and I just want to really quick talk about dust with on deck because this one is another one that,
1: Oh, so I think that's the one that B port labeled incorrectly. So this isn't your track. So on, on deck did dust, but I think with that release was his remix of surrender. So it's labeled as on deck Bexy. <laughs> God damn. Cause I was like, is this her? <laughs> no, that's totally on deck. And it's a a great track. It's
0: a great track. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, this is is really deep. This is like dark in the darkness in the clubs.
1: (laughs) No, that's not me at all. (laughs) Okay, well, you're going to set the record straight, everybody. Yes. I think it's just some mislabeling somewhere.
0: (laughs) Anyway, whatever. I wanted to ask you about Nobody Anyway, because that was featured on Tomorrowland Radio, right?
1: Yes, yes. Austin Kramer's, yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> who am I talking to right now you're famous <laughs> oh. yes that's incredible and you have that old school vocal like well done miss that one's really thank really you. good too.
1: thank you I mean that you're was... receiving
0: all the support like how tell me like honestly how does it feel to like get that sort of recognition
1: I I don't I'm know surprised honestly yeah I'm just my i have I think I'm still processing, it, to be honest, just the support and everything. And I'm just, I'm just grateful that people are, like I said, they are responding to the music that I'm making. So it's, yeah. It's, an, yeah, it's awesome.
0: Congratulations to you. Thank you. Very cool. So I have to ask, and you said you don't know earlier, but is there a track that means the most to you, regardless of success or streams?
1: Oh, one of mine. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, this is gonna honestly, like, and it has nothing to do with the streams, but feel the energy was actually like one of the ones I was that and meant to be, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's just yeah, that's hard. They're like, it's like they're all my children. Like, yeah. I love them. I don't know. It's like hard to pick a favorite. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, no, I just, that one, you know, I, I think it's just like the tracks that I, it's almost like this idea just pops out of nowhere and it's just like comes together really quickly and it's just, yeah. wow, like that happened, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, yeah, it's just crazy. So That's awesome. Good yeah. choice. Good
0: choice. <laughs> Thanks. Good choice. So you obviously you were producing uh, in the early two thousands and into two thousand the two thousand tens came back in the house. You just mentioned that you're always trying to find your sound. What's it like for you in the studio when you are trying to find inspiration? Do you have a process? Do you have a template? What does it look like for you when you're starting a new track?
1: Mm, so, if I'm. You know, sometimes I do get an idea and it'll just flow, you know. Mm-hmm. Other times, you know, if I'm, you know, don't have any ideas, but I want to, like, get in there and start working on stuff. Yeah. Sometimes it's real. like, I'll find ideas just by doing, like, a tutorial, you know, like learning okay. a new sound design or something. Yeah. Um, or I might hear a sample that I like, you know, and that'll spark some idea, mm-hmm. um, you know, or... Um, I'll play around with chords, um, I've lately, so I, I, I set a goal this year to do vocals on more of my own tracks, like actually singing, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, so, so lately it's been, like, sitting down and, like, playing with chords and, you know, just kind of, like, freestyling some stuff and just seeing what comes out, um, yeah, so it's, like, I don't, I don't have a, like, one, like, you know, thing that I do but a bunch of different things I'll just try to um, try a bunch of different ways to come up with ideas and I think it's just really important to be consistent with actually working on music like consistently mm-hmm. Um even if you're not feeling inspired you know yeah, for sure um, because once you get in there and just start messing around like and even if it's just doing some things that are like yeah just like some Messing around with sound in serum or something just to like get some creative, yeah, going. Um, some random keys, yeah, and just like you know, make your own sound or whatever. And like you know, that can just kind of spark some things, so yeah, of course, yeah,
0: I love that. I, I think, again, like I said earlier, there's really no right answer to finding inspiration, yeah. And sometimes when you're like, oh, I've, I've got some time tonight to produce, and then you get in the studio and you're like, God, there's absolutely nothing going on in my head right now. <laughs> yeah. it's. Tough. it's tough. I
1: know it's tough. Yeah, it's yeah. tough when that happens. But um, yeah, like and and if that does happen and really like you're just getting frustrated, like I would just take a break and go for a walk or something, you know, do something away from the screen. <laughs>
0: For sure. Well, let's remember you are in North Carolina. and I'm in Chicago. I can't exactly go for a walk in the winter, which is usually <laughs> my time. So I'm jealous. That's,
1: true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's
0: okay. We, we, uh, I, I tell you when I go outside in the winter here though, I think about everything else, but music. And sometimes that's like the best way mm-hmm. to clear your head.
1: Just yeah.
0: Get outside or whatever you got to do. And yeah. I think that's something i personally struggle with is, is I'm such a, not a type a personality but i like to be organized and mm-hmm. i like to schedule my weeks out and schedule the interviews and shows and mm-hmm. if there's a night where i'm like oh sweet nights produce let me focus on that i i pigeonhole myself into feeling like i was supposed to be productive and then i beat myself up and mm. talk to a lot of people like you and and producers that say sometimes it, you just never know what's going to happen
1: yeah yeah it's true and that's why i think the consistency of like always working on something even if it's just like yeah open it up for 15 minutes and mess around with it you know um because you just you don't know when something's gonna happen so and I think and and like you said it sounds like it's like you almost have this pressure of like well I have this amount of time to do something yeah exactly. and it's that's tough right because you're putting that pressure on yourself and I totally get that like I'm the same with that you know so yeah, um course. yeah but yeah just just keep messing around with some stuff and something that'll happen. Something will happen. That's yeah. good
0: advice. Write that down. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> something will happen eventually. Something'll happen. That's, right. that's you great. You're going to be in your bed with your dog that you call bubs. You're going to be under the covers and you're going to make a track <laughs> called feel the energy and it's going to get 5 million plays. That's just, that's life. you, just,
1: you don't know. <laughs> you never know.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> oh man. So Obviously, the, the past year and a half has been really tough, and before then, I was asking this question, and and now I think it's an even more interesting question. We've seen the electronic music scene change so much: venues, festivals, uh, genres that are blowing up. Of course, house music. On the on the topic of house music, what do you think the next couple of years holds um, for the actual scene?
1: Oh, geez, that's deep. That's, yeah, like, I'm really not. I'm not one to predict these sort of things, yeah. <laughs> to be
0: honest. Where do you want to see it go? Where do you want to be involved in the future, I guess, if you want to focus it more on what are your goals in the house music
1: scene? Um, well, I mean, I would just, I, I'd i love to just, it's just tough, because it's like, well, we've all, obviously, I think for the next two years is to kind of get back to where things were, at least, you know, right? Um, so there's that. <laughs> um, yeah you know, and just see it continue to grow and see people thrive and get people out and get them exposed to music. And, you know, I don't know, I feel like although I've been, you know, going out to raves since the 90s, I did have that long break. And so it's like, I'm coming back, only being back into it for a few years. So it's almost like I'm in it like in a new way, you know, like, I was not, I wasn't wasn't really around when like, EDM really hit big here in the US, you know, and like the festivals and stuff like that to me is a very new thing. So it's, it's interesting to see how much it's grown. Like since when I was going out when I was younger, yeah, um, where it was like, you know, whatever venue we could find that would like, let us actually throw a, a rave at, you know, and now everything's like, very, you know there's a lot more organization and there's these huge festivals and like tens of thousands of people go out to them like it's crazy to me to see how much electronic music EDM has grown in the U.S. so um yeah so it's like for the next couple of years like I'd just love to see more of that you know um mm-hmm. and yeah and just with house music and all all of the the genres so yeah it's just it's it's so cool for me to see that like that progression since yeah since the early years times have
0: changed but yeah it's mean, changed earlier, a lot like, things are similar but things are different and yeah I I really like where the community's at I feel like before the pandemic it's it's the music industry so it's very competitive obviously mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. we mentioned earlier 16 year old can get a Serato controller for Christmas from their mom for whatever. Right. And you were buying records. And when I got into it, you know, this stuff was expensive. And Mm -hmm. now it's, there's no barrier to entry basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Create
0: a free Instagram account and a free SoundCloud and use distro kit. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But where there's opportunity means there's going to be more competition, but now, I mean, at least in my experience, I'm seeing more collaboration than ever before.
1: And and I I love Yeah, I, I am as well. And I, I hope to see more of that. And I feel like, um, you know, and I, I I don't know if it's because of what we've all went through collectively, but I feel like, you know, people are going to be more, you know, supporting people more, you know, and cheering each other on and like, being like, we can all, we're all in this together, you know? And so rather than like, us feeling like we're competing with each other, you know? Um, so I'd love to see more of that. And I, I, am seeing that as well, which is amazing, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's so cool to see. And, um, I've been interviewing a lot of people, like I said, who own labels and, it's, it's great because people will, a lot of times DJs run the label, right. And, and mm-hmm. they're able to leverage their label and their following in their city. And then they're able to gig swap, so to speak, right. And do those sort of things. And, um, it's just, I don't know. It's, it makes me really, really optimistic, uh, to know that it's not just going to be you having to cut the line or backstab, like you hear so much right. to, We, when, when one person wins, it's, we all win.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, I, I think that's the mentality that we're moving into. You
0: know, for sure. For sure. And I think it comes with a lot of people being independent artists these days. Like Mm. us,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: we got to teach each other the business side of this stuff. That's for sure. Yeah. For sure.
1: I'll support each other.
0: Absolutely. One of my last questions, what would be your advice to younger DJs and producers that are trying to make a name for themselves these days?
1: Hmm. Um, trying to make a name, I guess one just, you know, make, I've said this before, but I still think it's, it's important, but make music that you want to make, like, don't like what's coming out of you, like make that because I feel like the world needs that, Mm -hmm. um, like music that's true to your self, your soul, you know,
0: absolutely do
1: that. And, you know, I think people resonate with that, you know, Um, and then, you know, and then on the other side of things, like definitely try to have a, like I mentioned earlier, like a consistent, you know, schedule with it, with producing, with the marketing side of things, social and all that stuff. You know, I feel like there's definitely, that part of it too you know they got to be consistent that's it's a big part of it
0: absolutely consistency is so important mm-hmm. and i think we probably have both experienced in the beginning you start a project and everyone's really excited about it for you and you're excited and then it's like this and then there's a long period of a plateau mm-hmm. but the fact is even if you're staying level you're not going down and you mm-hmm. just have to keep doing it and that's why it's so important like you said to make music that you love And no matter what you're doing in life, music or non-related, make sure that you love it because life can be long. It can be fulfilling. How many people, our parents' generations and our grandparents' generation, they get interviewed on their deathbed and they're like, I wish I wouldn't have given so much time to things that I didn't love.
1: Yeah. 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 You hear about that.
0: Not us. Not us anymore. That's changing. We're doing what we want to do and we love love what we do every day. Mm Mm-hmm that i i i'd like to yeah say the same thing too like my piece of advice is whatever you do if it is in the music industry don't get caught up with imposter syndrome and i think you actually said something about that too in your edm nomad interview
1: oh did i
0: we're going to house music right here you better watch out yeah
1: <laughs> i'm sure i probably mentioned something about that yeah yeah, yeah i mean i i i know that i can be my own like worst enemy sometimes you know and so that's a lot of the work that I've done on myself you know in order to be able to finish music Mm -hmm. and 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 be like okay I think this is good enough to send to a label because there can be a lot of self-doubt you know um so yeah so yeah the imposter syndrome just try to work through all that stuff you know
0: yep and reach out to people slide yeah. in their dms and introduce yourself and and try to collaborate i mean you just talked about a guy that introduced himself that was from france and you made a song <laughs> with them that's an amazing track right yeah. Like that's the power of the internet and the power of social media and there's a lot of negative things to say about social media but i like to focus on the positive and like yeah. that's that's one of the cool things i like about it too yeah
1: no it's great and honestly like it it really helped me a lot through the pandemic to being able to have a place to connect with people positively with music um so yeah I definitely you know they're like you said focus on the positive with that so I, I for sure like networking on there can be really great and really beneficial you know
0: definitely absolutely love that great answer
1: I mean that's how we connected yes it is
0: (laughs) we are now yeah amazing so what can you tell me about what's coming up in the future any releases on the horizon that you can tell us about
1: um there's so there's a bunch of stuff
0: yes (laughs) but
1: I can't really talk about because there's one I can share um I do have a release on tool room coming out in September (laughs) <laughs> very excited about with with Bubs
0: <laughs> with Bubs.
1: Let's yeah, go, with, bub. Wait, is it your dog
0: uh, or the guy, Bubs?
1: No, the guy. <laughs> <bubs. laughs>
0: I don't know. Maybe Bubs is your ghost producer. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, he is. I mean, I say <laughs> that right now. Uh, no. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, we've got a release coming out to we're Both very excited about it. It's definitely like a dream label of mine to release on. So. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Yeah. There's. I've been. I've done a few releases or sorry remixes. So keep an eye out. I can't say what yet, but really excited about those. Um yeah. But yeah, lots lots of music for sure that's coming out soon.
0: That's great. Well, when more music gets released, that means that shows are to follow because like I said earlier, music good music always finds a way and the people need to hear it live more than ever.
1: Yes, yeah, for sure.
0: Amazing. Bexy, this has been so much fun. I just want to say again I'm one of your biggest fans. Like, I I love your music. I've got more than just feel your energy on my uh, USB.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. I'm
0: going to get some footage for you. Okay. It's some shows I got coming up.
1: I would love that. Please, please do that. Send it to me.
0: I got you for sure. You (laughs) You really are a special talent and it's so cool to talk through your story with you and um, you got a you got a bright future ahead, so congratulations on everything so far. And thank everybody's got to keep an eye on you because shit's going down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you so much, and thank you for having me. It was just an absolute pleasure talking with you today.
0: Absolutely, I had so much fun. It was great to finally uh, meet you, and yeah. I hope we get to hang out in person soon. I'm going to keep you posted. Okay. Awesome. Hell yeah! Well, thank you, Rebecca. You have a good day, and thanks everybody Bye. for tuning in.
1: Thanks. Bye.